0: Welcome in. It's another WTOP huddle. We've got the baseball season underway. And we're with Dave Preston, Christian, Rob Woodfork, and George Wallace. And guys, the NBA playoffs can be more predictable. And as we speak, the Wizards have very much chance uh, of making the playoffs. And they have games like Monday night against Utah Jazz. And as I've said this before, for whatever reason, they seem to play better and match up better against certain teams. Although the Jazz is a bit of a mystery because there's a guy named Rudy Gobert Uh, in in the center of the lane, and and I'm I'm still not quite sure how uh, they've been able to beat the Jazz, not once, but twice with Rudy Gobert patrolling there, but the Wizards have a chance at the playoffs. This is a young developing team with an elite backcourt, Uh, but does it need to make the playoffs this year?
1: Anybody have any thoughts on that? First of all, I wish they got a bye straight to the NBA Finals because they might be a really compelling draw for either the Jazz or the Lakers or... What are they, 7-2 and against the top five teams in the West this year? Yeah. So, yeah, if we could just give them a bye to the NBA Finals, it would be great. It's just going up against the East that gives them trouble, Uh, everybody except the Nets, apparently. But um, I I, I, I would like to see them make a playoff push. Um, Certainly, Russell Westbrook has been just incredible this year, five straight triple-doubles, nine out of the last ten. I believe he has close to a quarter of the triple doubles in Wizards franchise history. He hasn't even played a full season here yet. I mean, he's been unbelievable. Uh, Bradley Beal uh, was supposed to have a minutes restriction in the win over the Jazz. He ends up uh, playing 37 minutes and playing likes out, except for some missed free throws there at the end. But, I mean, you look at those two guys, they're balling out. I just wish they had a third option. Um, And I wish it was a situation where simply missing the playoffs means being in a position where you could draft a guy to be that third option. And maybe Rui Hachimura becomes that third option because he has played really well as of late. But um, I, I would like to see them make a playoff push because I think they would be a really compelling draw if they did, for example, see the Nets in the first round.
0: Well, and, uh, we need to appreciate Russell Westbrook because to Rob's point, he now has, I think it's 23.
1: 23. Doubles yeah, it's 23 position. out of like 91 in franchise history. Yeah.
0: But that's for this season. Yeah. The career leader. Yeah. <laughs> was Daryl Walker with the team over four seasons with 16. And there's no shame in that, by the way, is because I look this up every game. You guys have heard of Pete Maravich, pretty good player? No, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. He was the Jazz career leader in triple doubles. Seven, the total. So the Jazz career leader, career is seven.
1: Russell Westbrook has 23 this season. And to that point, Russell Westbrook has normalized Triple doubles. It used yeah. to be a really rare thing that yeah. was a big deal when it happened, but now he averages one, which we hadn't seen since uh, Oscar Robertson. And I believe I think they showed the graphic last night. Um, the The only players to have multiple five game streaks, uh, uh, five game triple double streaks, it's uh, Russell. Uh, I, I believe it was uh, Oscar Robertson and in uh, like Wilt or somebody. No, I mean, it was no. it, it was unbelievable. So I mean, just what he's doing is is breathtaking, and just by normalizing triple doubles, he is just absolutely changing the game.
0: And by the way, he gets him by the third quarter. Uh, typically, that, that's <laughs> the other right. thing that hey, Dave, we
1: had the same. We would,
0: had the same graphic on radio. You just couldn't see it as well, George.
1: <laughs>
2: I would say I would say as far as the playoffs. Of course, you want to see him make the playoffs. But I mean, my I guess my biggest question is. Where do they like what happens? does Scott Brooks need to make the playoffs to come back? Does they do they? Does Tommy Shepard give him another chance with this young team if they you know get close at the end? I think is that going to be our biggest question mark in the offseason?
0: Well, and, and I think you know, part of what, what and this is for every pro sports is trying to judge things yeah. based on these last two years because last year, all you know, you're making progress, season starts down. you rejoin a, a bubble. Uh, you know that you're playing whether it's hockey, whether it's basketball, or whether it's even baseball. It's a, it's a shortened season, and then you pick up this season, and there's COVID issues, so it's, it makes decisions harder. I think anybody yeah. else, Chris, Dave.
3: Yeah. So, um, what team is this really? Is it a team that's going to feature both Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook in the lineup, or is Bradley Beal going to be dealing with more injuries? Like we saw Saturday night, they weren't able to play against the Phoenix Suns and they got blown out, right? Um, how truly healthy is Bradley Beal? Are these more maintenance days? Is he going to be able to survive what could be a seven game series in the playoffs? His body at this at this point. So that's kind of what I'm watching out for as the Wiz make this push. And it seems like they you know, take one step forward, two steps back sometimes. Let's hope they build off this. When they got the Kings coming up, a team that you would think, They should work.
4: Although I know the NBA enough to know that you can beat the jazz on a uh, Monday night and then lose to Sacramento two nights later and not even miss a beat. That is the randomness of the, of the NBA. I'm just happy that we have some relevant basketball. Uh, You know, the NBA is it's an, it's an 82 game regular season in its normal uh, form 72 games this year. And uh, uh, all four sports It just it sucks when you're 50, 60 games into the season and you know that there's you're you're trying to figure out which lottery uh, spot you're going to be pegged into and and what's going to happen with the franchise. Who's going to get cleared out? Is there a a dark cloud hanging over ownership or uh, or, I mean over management or the coach? And I'm just happy that. There's good basketball or relevant basketball come April and then at the end of the regular season in in May when when things uh, do wind up uh, wrapping up for this team and for this league, which we didn't have last year, even before the bubble. We didn't have the year before uh, after John Wall. uh, John Wall's injury uh, pretty much obviously not his fault, but kind of took this uh, franchise out of the mix, so to speak. Now they're back into the mix. Are they going to be frustrating? Yes, but they're going to be fun like we saw Monday evening against the Jazz. Are they going to have mood swings, point swings? Of course. But with Beal, with Westbrook, you've got two guys who on any given night, they will thrill and, uh, you know, they will thrill you. And I'm glad that we've got that this year as opposed to previous uh, April's.
0: That's the thing about basketball. that produces anxiety. You take one player out of the equation if it's a certain player. Like, ask the Golden State Warriors how the year with Steph Curry worked yeah. out. Now, having said that, there are cases, Gordon Hayward goes down. We think the Celtics were done a couple of years ago, and and they responded. So I don't want to paint a total brush with it, but it certainly is a factor in basketball. Finishing touches now. George Watson you have to jump to sportscasts. sportscast. Your finishing thoughts uh, for this week, subtle.
2: I'm going to go back to uh, college hoops and uh, defend my guy, uh, Mark Turgeon, because not only is he signed his contract extension, but he gets the two big transfers from Georgetown and then Rhode Island. Uh, You know, obviously you see the way too early predictions for next year, anywhere from a top 10 team to a 12 or 13, depending on Aaron Wiggins comes back. So I'm glad to see uh, Mark gets a little extension. He gets those two guys in the transfer. Now, now the pressure's on, but I'm glad to see that nobody jumped to uh, conclusions and pulled the plug this quickly.
3: All right, Chris. So I'm going to go to the Baltimore Orioles uh, team north of us here, since I live in like Carroll County now and it's Orioles territory. (laughs) It was an exciting time for the season to start, but they have been rolling out some of these pitchers like Jorge Lopez and Matt Harvey And John means is their opening day starter. He's been effective, but I just, uh, I I don't know what Baltimore is doing when it comes to their rotation. They have a nucleus of hitters that I think can be successful. Ryan Mountcastle off to a slow start, but Anthony Santander is a great hitter. And uh, Michael Franco, nice little guy that they got who has some pop at third base, but the Orioles are going to be in the bottom of the AL East once again if these pitchers that they keep rolling out and they think this this is okay because um, you're just not giving the fans, you know, there was an exciting time for the ballpark at Camden Yards this weekend and they saw their pitchers get shellacked. So um, I think, I'm compl- basically I'm saying I was complaining about the Nats and their pitching woes, nothing like Baltimore.
0: Well, and I'm old enough to remember as I was a young kid, now a young kid, when they had Mike Quayard, Jim Palmer, Dave McNally, and I think Pat Dobson, all 20 game winners in the same season. So I thought, well, that's the way it works. Every starter wins 20 games.
4: Apparently, that's not the way it works. Dave Preston? Well, uh, as an aside to Chris, Sully from Southie is wicked psyched after this past <laughs> weekend. Let the record show. He's drinking Moxie, eating his microwavable burrito as he lives in his parents' basement still. Uh, shout out to Hideki Matsuyama. I didn't see him as one of my top contenders last week on WTOP.com on our, ma- on our Masters preview. Nobody he did. He goes out. He wins the green jacket. He shoots a 65 on, on Saturday, say what you will about Sunday. And, and there's a, a, a Sunday final round is fantastic in any of the four majors, but moving day on Saturday is if you're going to watch just one day and watch wall to wall golf, watch Saturday at a major because you will be amazed at who surges and who comes up short He's the first Japanese male to win a major tournament and uh, he finished second in the PGA tournament of a PGA championship a few years ago. That's the next major coming up next month. It'd be nice to see him win back-to-back majors. Although I don't think that that's in the realm of possibility because it's so difficult to win even one, as we've seen over the years, let alone back-to-back, but I'll be rooting him on next month.
0: I keep rooting for Xander Shoffley because he did a feature of WTOP last year. So everybody watching root for Xander Shoffley, a good guy. And I think,
1: he might have a master's in the future, Rob. I mean, he, what's almost, the thing? he almost won that one. If it weren't for that triple <laughs> bogey on 16. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking the uh, NFL draft. And I know we're still a couple of weeks out, but in the latest mock draft uh, on uh, ESPN from Mel Kuyper, our uh, friend up the road in Baltimore, uh, he says uh, he, he's got Washington taking um, uh, the quarterback out of uh, Stanford, uh, uh, Davis Mills at uh, 51. And uh, that's an interesting pick because if Washington, I mean, obviously they already went in on, uh, on Fitzpatrick as uh, the presumed starter uh, for the upcoming season. But I would think the more interesting pick there, if you're going to take a quarterback in round two would, uh, would be to take the kid out of uh, uh, Texas A&M, Kellen Mond. I think he gives you a little bit more in terms of mobility. He was a four-year starter versus, um versus Mills, who uh, who struggled to stay healthy a little bit over the course of his couple of years where he was a starter. So uh, if if Washington rolls that dice on a quarterback and we all know how bad they have done when taking players in the second round of drafts, if you don't know, go look it up. It is embarrassing. But uh, if they're going to roll that dice on a quarterback in round two, I'd much rather see them take Kellen Mond. I think that's a guy in a couple of years that could be pretty good at the NFL level.
0: And I'll close with a uh, D.C. United about to begin its 26th season in our city, of course, in, in Major League Soccer, and uh, a new coach in Hernan Lozado. And it's the old story going from Argentina to Belgium, uh, getting a team promoted in Belgium, and deciding you want to take on the United States. And I, I bring that up because Hernan Lozado, whatever he is selling, I'm buying. He's he's a charismatic head coach, and he has come flying into America because he wanted to be here. He wanted this opportunity. Uh, with with DC United and his philosophy is he wants to create an identity with DC United that you know that every game they're going out there and trying to win. And he's an offensive minded coach. And that's the bottom line As we get ready for this season for DC United fasten your seatbelts because he doesn't care about results. He wants to create an identity and a style of play and it's going to be exciting and that you might have to take your lumps doing that, but I credit uh, the bravery of somebody who leaves his homeland in Argentina, goes to Belgium and now to the United States. And he has that bravery in his personality that he wants that kind of playing style with his team. And their season starts on
1: Saturday. And also that, shout out to uh, D.C. United as they are fast becoming the most uh, diverse franchise in uh, D.C. by uh, making the GM hire Lucy Rushton as the GM, uh, second female GM in, uh, in MLS.
0: Well, and again, uh, Danita Johnson is their president and, right. and uh, exactly. uh, an African-American uh, female. And as I've said before, she used to work with the Mystics. And I used to inadvertently get her emails because you'll know my name is Dave Johnson. <laughs> her, and all I know about Danita Johnson is she paid her dues right. to get to that spot as president of, of, of D.C. United. So, yeah, it, it, exciting times for, again, it, it, I think it's worth celebrating. I never thought we'd celebrate two seasons with Maito Soccer, quite frankly, and now It's 26 seasons coming up for DC United and and, uh, full credit to that.